the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I'm amazed. Again, once again, amazed at how freaking stupid people are. So now everybody recognizes. Congratulations, by the way, for catching up, you morphodites. We've been telling you this for four freaking years. We now know $24 million from foreign nationals in the pocket of this crooked, dimwit in diapers. And you think the son not paying taxes, that's the story? It's not the story. Did the father pay taxes? You see, we, we have in this country, unfortunately, because primarily every political who are in it is a slip and fall rat lawyer. Sorry, boys. Just the way it is. And you've carved out a way where you think you've legalized bribery. And now the only way to catch you is the way they used to catch gangsters. Oh, you didn't pay on the money you robbed, cheat, stole, and murdered for. Oh, that's the argument? See, I'm more interested in the 24 million into the dimwit. I have been telling everyone for decades. Under a system of where honest men have to pay exorbitant, punitive, progressive taxes, it is virtually an impossibility to acquire a lot of wealth in a hurry unless you make a tremendous amount. A tremendous amount. The idea that these idiots who make 145000 230000 they all live in $8 million properties. There's the tip-off. They're, they're not even worried about concealing it. Joe Biden has never worked just like Jamal Bowman or AOC or pick a scallywag fraud. The way that they make money is they've created a legal pathway to bribery. What, what lines their coffers with money is our government's failures. And one of the greatest ways is political agreements, political alliances, and really, in essence, money laundering. So we kick out hundreds of billions of dollars, and they get 30% back. It's like the once great city. Now, example of a Democrat mafia-run third world ghetto chicago it used to be absolutely phenomenal thriving businesses and the rest of it but the cost of corruption has chased out a lot of the honest people and the ones who are honest now are picking how to flee they're trying to get the hell out of there but in the meantime what happens is it feeds even faster on the corruption so more money goes out that's why what pays for them is the crisis whether it's migrant crisis border crisis whatever it is They've figured out a way to capitalize on the implosion. And then they legitimize the scallywags. Oh, yes, they do. And they all make money. Now, here's a little story. We'll just start a little bit with Chicago. And then I'll tell you how we have troops in Guyana. Who gives a rip 
about Guyana and Venezuela. We already got, what, 80% of Venezuelans who can't live in that country because it's corrupt failure? Little do they know they're in Chicago. They're going to capitalize on it a little bit because in the story of Brighton Park and the $14 million that went poof, we don't know where, there's even a bigger atrocity. Now working with Gardaworld, the base camp contractor, to spread out the cost of this project to others in order to save taxpayers some money. And two days after the governor and mayor seemed to be blaming each other for this setback, today Pritzker downplayed any perceived tension between them over recent migrant-related decisions. Now this is not about, you know, did somebody do something that the other party didn't like. This is about just move ahead, work through the problems, get the job done. Meanwhile, the help from New Life Centers to move migrants from shelters to apartments and also provide much-needed furniture continued in earnest today. I want you to think about something. What do you mean we're paying for apartments and we're buying the furniture? This is insanity. As so many already Chicagoans, Americans, generational Americans, don't have furniture, struggling to pay rent. And all of a sudden... This is somehow an emergency that mindless amounts of money must be flooded into. And this is why honest people leave, because this is your money, not the fat slobs trust fund, not the other dimwit who's diverting money from paying his water bill to buy $6,000 suits, the buffoon with that silly ridge on his haircut, calling himself the mayor. This is all of the decent people, all of the business owners. And listen to where it's going. Estefani Alfaro Rodriguez has been in her Cicero apartment for one week. A great improvement, she says, over the shelter where she and other family members had been living since they came here from Venezuela. Yeah, did you know, Squirrel, living in an apartment is a fantastic improvement when it comes to living on a floor. It's amazing. Now let's figure out how many Americans are on floors. They're benefiting from the state's rental assistance program. It's great, she says, because we can do what we want when we want now, eat, we have privacy, because before we lived with a thousand people and, well, over here, we are family. It's bad. And you think you're going to stop them? You think this is going to stop anybody? The quality of life they have now is one they could not provide for themselves. And it's all free on you and me. So we're doing 125 apartments per week now. We're going to ramp that up to 275 apartments per week, and we're building the systems to do that. Hey, listen, you fast-talking Marxist fraud. What do you mean you're? You're not doing anything but spending my and other people's money, you fracking fraud. You probably are late on your own car payments like every other rat Democrat I've ever met. In the meantime, you're real good at talking fast and spending other people's money. And now we're providing 265 apartments a frickin' week? And you think we're going to slow down anything? You're wrong. This is the intention. This is the goal. This is why Dimwit in diapers was bribed by foreign nationals $24 million to implode his own country and strengthen all the others. Because all these other third world hellholes, they got rid of everybody they wanted to. So moving from shelter to apartments faster will free up beds that are already there. All this. What about the 14 million? Hey, investigative reporter. What about the 14 million that is in the wind? And by the way, we're probably low on 14. We're at the Greyhound station in Tucson because. Oh, wait. 
We start off with some developing news. A push to offer migrants housing at a former Catholic church is being met with protests. The city wants to use the former St. Bartholomew Church near Cicero and Addison in Portage Park. But- whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't they close that not too long ago? Weren't people trying to raise money and save it for the kids, for the Catholics, for the parishioners? What about all that? It's amazing how you bend over just because of a quick excuse. Well, here's another excuse. Not only are we paying for every everybody who wants to come here, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, every Rita, everybody that's coming here, we got soldiers fighting the Venezuelan army. I'll tell, here's an idea. Why don't we kick their ass and send all the Venezuelans back? We obviously support the peaceful resolution of the border dispute between Venezuela and Guyana. And- I, I, I don't give a flying rip about the venezuelan Guyan border. Not a freaking rip. I don't want one dollar, or even more importantly, one American life. Now we're going to be getting shot at by these third world morons. Um, and, of course, and we absolutely stand by our unwavering support for Guyana's sovereignty. Oh, oh, are you out of your freaking mind? What about American sovereignty, you moron? In the meantime, every Democrat in the world is stoking the failure. You know, supporting Democrats. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank Mr. Biggs from Arizona for introducing these articles of impeachment. And I'd also like to uh, thank Mr. Fallon from Texas for introducing articles of impeachment. Impeachment is very serious, and it's a tool that we have to hold office holders accountable for high crimes and misdemeanors. And as Mr. Biggs laid out... Secretary Mayorkas has lost the trust and confidence of the people of the United States of America. No, he hasn't. There's every Democrat moron in on this scam. I wonder, do you think the tent builders who made the 14 million, you think they're upset about the immigration problem? How about the 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 uh, benefactors of the chaos at O'Hare? You think they're upset? Of course, they're not upset. This is right on schedule. In fact, it may even be ahead of schedule. And for us to celebrate some ridiculous indictment that's going to go nowhere, can go nowhere, and in any, in the worst case scenario, his pappy will just pardon him and himself. Well, I understand. I have the indictment right here. It's voluminous. It's 56 pages. But in going through this, the Justice Department details the allegations supporting these nine counts that they have filed against Hunter Biden. They include three felony tax offenses and six misdemeanor tax offenses. Now, to put that in context, Hunter Biden was hoping to resolve this investigation by pleading guilty to just two misdemeanors. And he had a lot of crooked lawyers and judges and politicians and his old pappy to make sure it happened. If you think you're winning, you're wrong. Because what happened simultaneously with this so-called tax evasion problem is this. Right now at 530, former President Donald Trump is not immune from civil lawsuits blaming him for the January 6th attack at the Capitol. That's the ruling from an appeals court on Friday more Democrat judges. So now every moron who, who was hurt, he has emotional distress. He feels everyone's pain. He has PTSD. Now you can sue Trump civilly because of January 6th. Court decided Trump's false claims of election fraud were outside his official duties, meaning he... Did you ever audit any of the votes? Hey, scum, I know you like talking real fast. Did you ever audit any of the ballots? Any of them? And the answer is no. You front ran 
and dismissed cases and challenges. You've never addressed any of the allegations, but it's all false. This is how you know the same whore who sold out his country $24 million we have in checks going into the Biden crime family. $24 million from communists and oligarchs. You think they told the truth about the election? Well, then you think Jay Bowman didn't pull the alarm, right? And now this scallywag whore is going to pretend that he's a statesman. I don't want to belabor this point, but as you can see, my Republican colleague is trying to get into my head and articulate my state of mind, despite my multiple consistent comments to the contrary, despite me not being charged for disrupting uh, a congressional proceeding. And And you know what's funny? We have him on film. All you have to do is look at this fracking lying moron. And there's a rule in neighborhoods all around this country and all around the world. Once a liar lies to you and proves himself, you don't ever believe another word that comes out of his mouth. But in politics, it makes him a statesman. And you're just lucky this scallywag isn't run for president this time, but he probably will in four years. That's the way the Democrats like it. Nice and crooked. Prosecutors in Ed Burke's corruption trial are wrapping up their presentations of evidence on the so-called Burger King shakedown scheme. Our Mike Lowe has the latest now from the Dirksen Federal Building. Ed Burke's two co-defendants are in the spotlight today. This morning, defense attorneys have been grilling a former FBI agent about the interview they conducted with Ed Burke's former aldermanic aide, Peter Andrews. Later, prosecutors will shift their focus to allegations that a Portage Park businessman tried to bribe Burke, hoping the powerful former alderman would secure a permit for a large sign on a pole at a liquor store. This is the fourth and final alleged scheme prosecutors are outlining in this case. 52-year-old Charles Quay is charged with one count of bribery and one count of making false statements to the FBI, among other charges. Quay, an immigration attorney, purchased a strip mall on Irving Park. An immigration attorney, an immigration attorney. And for 50 years, you know what that was called in Chicago, in Burke's district? Wednesday, 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM560, the answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Probably the governor said there were not many options with winter weather setting in with the potential for a base camp to provide shelter for 2,000 migrants. The best choice, he said, while waiting for that environmental report to go ahead, was to come in, was to go ahead and get started with the winterized tent there in Brighton Park. While questions have been raised about whether the city and state should have even considered the Brighton Park property for a winterized migrant tent, giving its history of contamination, Governor Pritzker today refusing to Monday morning quarterback the decision. Well, then you're going to cut a check, right? You're going to cut a check out of your trust fund. I mean, you didn't make the fracking money anyway. Good old Grandpa Abe did. You're going to cut a check and you're going to reimburse the taxpayers, aren't you, fatso? I mean, after all, that's why they elected you. Not because you're good at anything. Or is it just the excuse of, I made a mistake? Sorry. If that's the case, your whole frecking budget's a mistake, isn't it? Scott in Aurora. Sean, I got two quick things. First off, I want to tell you you're already on fire and the show just oh, started. So, thank you, man. Um, I sleep like this. Just ask, the, ask some of the women. My wife, mainly. <laughs> Go ahead. Did, uh, they, I heard they came out with a, uh, with a conservative beer in uh, Japan. Oh, it's, boy. It's, it, it's called... Uh, 
It's called. You're not going to Craig this. Bud Wright. It's called Bud Wright. Oh, okay. Then I'm done. Secondly, All right. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, uh, also I got four. I got four words for Joe Biden. Well, two words actually for Joe Biden's oh, son, boy. Hunter oh, Biden. Get your hand on the button, squirrel. All right, go ahead. Pay your fair share. Two words. Pay your fair share. Oh, you took advantage of the fact that he's, you know, soiling his trousers. I get it. Nicely done, I guess. Way to redeem yourself. Craig and Mount Greenwood don't have any jokes. Please tell me you don't have a joke. No, I don't don't think it's a joke, Sean. It's serious business because, you know, guys like us, you know, we like to study and say things, do a lot of reading, keep up with things, and be smart. Now, Biden told us that his kid Hunter there, he was the smartest guy in the room and the smartest guy he knew. Now, you look at what he's been studying. He's got $600,000 of porn, books, and things. This guy's been studying. Now, what's Biden talking about what he's smart about? Because I'll tell you what, that's a lot of study right there. Six- no, listen, brother, you're, this is brilliant. This is what you have to love about the shiftless, low-life Democrats. Pretty much you can say anything. You can go from, what was the original thing? He is a brilliant businessman. Then when he got caught with hookers on porn, with blow, sending his Schwansteiger to God knows who. They never even asked how old the girls were. When he got caught, he's an uncontrolled, he's a victim of a disease. He has a disease. And now, what is it now? Well, have you been paying attention? He's a victim, Craig. When they found out the, the Post and the Daily Mail, again, published my address. And, you know, within days, you know, this super right wing film. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot artist, Squirrel. Remind me, he's an artist. He does colored paintings, and he sells them so that he has a receipt for bribery to his old man. And then he just tells his old man who it was because he still can't figure out why he soiled himself. Filmmaker for a week straight harassed us in, outside the house. They're trying to destroy a presidency, and so it's not about me. What they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle. And so oh, he's a victim. He's so depressed. He's going to take his own life. Your life isn't worth squat. And for those women you were molesting, you should have done it years ago. Is this the part when we're supposed to feel sympathy for you? You see, here's the other thing. It's not my fault the idiots who vote Democrat are just catching up. This story was broke over a decade ago of how crooked your father was when he was a two-bit senator, right before he was a vice president where he could do some real stealing. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling, and you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from AT&T. It was $300 a month. It was a global phone where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. Uh, We shared that phone number and that account information with people at the House Oversight Committee. My hope is that, that they haven't already. They will subpoena those records because I think it will give an indication on how tight the communication was. Uh, and that may be the phone 
code, for example, that the Ukrainian, the Burisma executive might have used uh, in this allegation uh, that he talked to Joe Biden in re- recorded conversations. I-, I would just say one other thing, Marie, as it relates to that sort of shakedown phone call with Henry Zhao uh, that we alluded to. Henry Zhao in 2015 had already sent $5 million to the Bidens. Uh, he was the head of a harvest investment firm. Uh, and what's interesting is in the correspondence there, Hunter Biden again talks to Zhao in the context of this is a deal that's important to my family uh, involving his father. Let's also keep in mind we fixate on the criminal element of this. We also have to focus on the espionage element of this. Henry Zhao paid $5 million to Hunter Biden from an account that was part of a company that he co-owned with the family of the Minister of State Security of China, who's in charge of the entire spy apparatus. And you see that in every deal that every deal. This isn't a simple case of Chicago. I want to sign. Here's an envelope, you Viagra addict. This isn't a case of some $2.50 thief alderman. This is treason. And somebody needs to be impeached. I don't give a rip about your frackin' taxes, crackhead. I want your ass hung. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, do you know what the evidence was against the Rosenbergs who were convicted of conspiracy to commit treason? Do you know what the evidence was? They had absolutely no tangible evidence. What they had is the testimony of David and Ruth Greenglass. And along with questioning and corroborating some correspondence, that was what it took to be found guilty of treason. We have tens of millions of dollars directly in the accounts of the sitting dimwit and diapers some call president right now we've got the business dealings we've got the tax evasion we have everything we possibly need why i don't get too excited about it squirrel is that we've had this since joe biden was vice president yes this isn't something new which is why they were so arrogant and still to this day are so arrogant because the reality is squirrel this country doesn't believe in treason anymore They have been subverted. We have been subverted by the ideology of a mafia Marxist party calling themselves Democrats. And they operate all over the country. And they have many people who profit from it. Not just the construction company who got $14 that's in the wind. Hank in Chicago. Hey, Sean. I got a question. Why didn't the city or why, why did the city just throw the city workers in there and put new sewers, new water and not tell them? That the ground was contaminated. Oh, I, I think you're 100% right. And what every one, every one of those workers who were put at risk by handling that contaminated soil should do is call a slip and fall lawyer. But don't call a Democrat. Call one that hates Democrats. Call my 380 pounds of free legal advice for me. You'll have to pay. Calcagno and Associates. Because there's a case there, kid. In fact, there's a real case there. And you know something? If it was you and I was your brother, I'd tell you, Let's get in front of this, because there's no reason that anybody should have been put at this risk when everybody knew what that land was, in particular, the guys who acquired it. And I'm guessing 
Don't know for certain, but I'd love to see the books. A steal. You want to bet? I'll bet. I could smell an inside half-assed, short-in-the-pants gangster deal from 950 miles away. Thank you, Hank. Stearns in Bolingbrook. Hey, did you hear the broad on the, on the news where she said that, uh, that, that Bidenomics is working? I, did and, not, I do uh, not listen to George Stephanopoulos. No, no, no. I'm on, on your show. The, the, the lady in the, on the news. Oh, you can't call my girl. You don't call my girl. That's my girl. Show a little respect, damn it. And none of us believe that number. It's faker than the love of a third wife in Winnetka. Lawrence in Chicago. Hey, Sean. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. This is Chicago way politics with this Brighton Park. It's simple, Sean. I have a background in environmental, real estate, you know, grassroots activist. Yep. I got it all going. I'm all also right. a victim of three illegal immigrants that uh, targeted me wrong. They thought it was an undercover narc, and they attacked me, and they put two bullets in me. Uh, these oh, illegals, we have, no clue. we have no clue what these violent people are. You know, uh, 50% of Chicago uh, de- dealing with contamination every day. Lead in water, radon, mold. Uh, yeah. these, these are the taxpayers of Chicago. All we got to do is put some two-inch thick insulation, put uh, some visqueen, uh, put up their tents, and tell them, welcome to home. Uh, this well, is all a game to come into the safe neighborhood. So, Lawrence, so, uh, this is 20 years ago. You got shot twice. Where'd you get shot? In the torso? In the Humble Park. Oh, in the Humble Park. What about on your physique? Uh, one bullet, uh, just, just so you know, I'm a walking miracle. It went through my right carotid artery. Oh. That's why I have, I have this passion to help uh, to get justice for Ashley Babbitt uh, because she was wrongly uh, shot by a, uh, yeah. a, a evil, evil cop. She was but murdered. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's a different story. But what we're dealing with in Chicago is corruption at its best. The no. Democrats are evil, and they want to just uh, spread the, 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 the bad people around all Chicago. Well, rather than and- paint with a broad brush, let's do this. They like to buy the excuse of or, or the actions of evil wrapped in a virtue shield because the ideology, Lawrence, the ideology of Marxism itself is evil, but they wrap it in a phony virtue where everybody becomes a perpetrator that is your political opposition, and you become the virtuous, righteous warrior for utopia that's the game and i don't care how it is they paint it all over now this scandal right you want to have it both ways you're telling me that the virtuous illegal alien whose first decision was to break our law come from such an insane area such an insane area that we are supposed to say okay and now you're saying that we should be fighting on the opposition also a cohort of that corruption that's having an argument over oil fields. And now our military is in Guyana, and somehow this isn't the lead story? See, we're in World War III, whether anybody wants to talk about it or not. We're financing World War III in one end. We're fighting it quietly on the same end. There's a lot of scandal, a lot of danger, a lot of chaos, but more importantly, there's a lot of corruption. And the idea that we would have troops in Guyana, did they ask us to have those troops? What is that called? The 1899 Arbitral Award that determined the land boundary between those two countries should be respected. 1899. Hey, moron. We have 12 million people here that you can't explain. You did not, you, not only didn't you want to stop them, you incentivized them by giving them apartments in a Chicago where we have a, a massive homeless issue among our own citizens. You're providing food, apartments, and we are all paying for it. And now... 
You want to defend the Guyane border because of an 1899 agreement? How about defending our Constitution? You know, the one that started the country? Linda Pelos Heights. Hi, Sean. How are you today? Good. How are you? Listen, I had an idea. I'm, 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 I'm just thinking because I'm driving, and I'm always thinking while I'm driving and listening to you. Okay. Anyways, so since the federal government now has set a precedent that uh, they can, people can civilly sue Trump, why can't we sue the governor and the mayor of Chicago civilly for wasting our taxpayer dollars? Can't we as citizens bring a class action lawsuit against well, our officials? I am not an attorney. I, I do have one that's really big and uh, will give me the advice to do so. But this is something that I agree with. You have now opened the door, and which I love, by the way, because everybody who, who, who was harmed emotionally, financially, and all the rest of it under Lori Lightfoot, sue her crooked ass. Sue every single one of them. Mike Madigan, how about the deal for what everybody pays, the cost of his corruption with combat? He's not no longer a politician. Sue his crooked ass. We could wake him up in that, in that castle in Dublin with the real low countertop so he feels like a man, and we sue his crooked ass. Let's sue them all. I think it sounds fantastic. So get on there, Sean, and then tell us what we need to do, okay? Absolutely. i got to pull my guy off of a sub sandwich, but I'll get on it. Thank you very much. Mark in Northwest Indiana. Hey, Sean, I've been wanting to call you a little while uh, regarding an interesting website. It was started by conservatives. It's called citizenportal.ai. It's using AI technology to be able to download, or you can Google search, using a Google search uh, through their portal to find out anything, any of your uh, government gangster politicians in your local school districts, your county, your state, it's nationwide. It started by conservatives. I saw. I did see it on Glenn Beck. I looked at it. I think you would love it. It's oh, called citizenportal.citizenportal.ai, and uh, you can search anything from your from your state, from your little town you live in, anything that's been a public record. It's amazing. Mark, do you know that for years, you remember when they had the, uh, the, the first started with the cameras on the police and there were some people that said, oh, I don't know. And then the, the way that they forced that argument is said, no, 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 they're public servants and we pay for them so we get to see them. I loved it. And I've been saying from that day, I want every office in the Capitol. I want every office in every municipality. I want it filmed and I want it on a 24 hour loop. You see, you're my slave. You work for me. I want to know where you are. I want to know what you had for lunch. I want to know how you're spending every fracking dollar because the idea we've been sitting idly by when we have $24 million of communist and foreign oligarch money that has been paid to the dimwit and diapers explains a tremendous amount of our failures and our policies. And that, my friend, is treason. And what we have is the prima facie evidence we need. We just don't have the wherewithal to move forward because we only make up 50% of the country and there's only a third of us that pay taxes. So I appreciate it, Mark, for the, for the heads up. It's called citizenportal.ai, and I love it. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I always See, the way that they're going to protect themselves, and when I say they, I mean the mafia calling themselves Democrats. They control the justice system in these sewer areas where they have their their social clubs called big cities that were once great, like Chicago. I wonder, did the two sitting Cook County judges in the family, two of them, sitting judges, you had no idea Ed Burke was shaken down? I had no idea. 
You were getting the sweetheart deals on the tax auction property. So when you bring them up, when you're going to sue Ed Burke, because how do you quantify the cost of 50 years of corruption? Or when you sue little Louis Gutierrez, who didn't like paying his taxes, right? And all the rest of the people in Chicago paid their taxes. I mean, you could really kick the doors in if we could sue these thieves. And this is the part, Squirrel, when I'm, I would grow up and I'd see these half-assed wise guys from time to time. You'd see them out and they walk around like men, stand up straight, like they did something that day. Like they contributed to society and were good at something. They saw a need and they provided a service and they made money, you know, the way honest people do, me and you. Instead, they're just thieves, thieves without masks. And they walk around in these areas because they're arrogant because they know they get away with it. So they go after and they misuse law as a weapon against their political opponents. But there's a slippery slide there because what happens is you set a precedent, which is how our law works. And this could be a blessing in disguise. So when you listen to it, listen to it with that thought in mind. He could be held liable. Let's bring in Chief Legal Analyst Khalif Rhodes into this conversation. So first and foremost, what does Friday's meeting or uh, ruling mean for the former president? That all the lawsuits that are out there pending based on anyone that was hurt will be able to go forward. The court made sure to say that they did not um, wait. I guess this is a lawyer, although he sounds like a moron that should be rolling dice on the street or flipping quarters. However... It's very interesting when you think about it. How many families were harmed during the Bush years? George Bush got some deep pockets. He's a third generation political scumbag. Deep pockets. So all these families of these kids who were killed because of George Bush foreign policy. I wonder if they could sue him now. In on his um, guilt or innocence or his culpability or if he, if he could be held liable. They just said that, yes, a lawsuit can go forward. Specifically, the you know, it's funny if, if, if this if this virtual illiterate moron has a license to steal called a law degree, he could charge you six, seven, eight hundred, twelve hundred an hour. And I have to listen to him try to get through the English language to a period. Capitol Police um, that were injured there. Two of them, they said that, he, they were, that he's directly responsible for their. I think wrong. he said that he is directly responsible. But who the hell could understand? But he's talking about the Capitol Police suing Trump. What about the husband and the children of the woman that was murdered? The unarmed veteran. You think that they could sue the retired Capitol Police, the ones who retired on their phony pensions right after he killed her and got an award for it? I like where this is going. Physical and emotional injuries that they suffered uh, suffered as a result of the uh, Capitol attack. But with this ruling, though, on Friday, it's not done yet as far as going through the court system. This could set up a really historic legal battle over the presidential power. I mean, remember, he has a number of criminal cases out there, right? So those are... Is he saying cases? You frickin' moron! How'd you get a job? Oh, never mind. In the meantime, there's a lot of questions about how we got this dimwit in diapers, this crooked political whore for five frickin' decades in a position to destroy my country, this treasonous rat some call president. State lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are responding to a lawsuit filed by the Texas GOP. It is against an attorney hired to challenge the results of the 2022 Harris County elections. KPRC2 investigator Robert Arnold has a copy of the lawsuit and has been talking with lawmakers. He joins us live from the... I wonder if their case is as good as it was to question the 2020 election. I wonder if they have on video scumbags, Democrat Party apparatchiks pulling up to voter boxes and dumping thousands and thousands and thousands of ballots that they just had laying around that they harvested. I wonder if they had the case in Arizona. Oh, wait a minute. Katie Hobbs, who was the Secretary of State during that, can you sue her once she's no longer the governor? 
of arguably another state infiltrated by Chicago Democrats as every half-ass wannabe gangster retired there and ruined it. I hope they don't come here. Stay up there, Democrats, and wallow. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Scheduling conflict with our next guest, who's a comedian, but that's all right, because I think we have a lot of funny stuff to point at. For instance, any topic our government is spoon-feeding us, I think it's funny. When you have morons and liars and frauds and political whores tell us how to live our life, I think it's funny. And, for instance, we have such an array of examples of low-life scum and frauds. First of all, if there is anti-Semitism in Congress, it is coming from the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party, number one. Boy, why does everybody in New York, why do they all have that, that mothball mouth going? What is that? Let's listen to it again. Is it just my ear squirrel? Doesn't it sound like he's got mothballs? It's just stuffed in his mouth, as opposed to Kamala Harris. First of all, if there is... See, that's funny, Squirrel. You can laugh. ...anti-Semitism in Congress, it is coming from the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party, number one. This is that same idiot who, on camera, pulled the fire alarm, removed the sign, then said he didn't do it, then admitted he did it. He's going to lecture us how to behave, huh, dummy? We can't deal with anti-Semitism in and of itself without also addressing the issue of Islamophobia. We can't deal with anti-Semitism. Nobody has Islamophobia if you... What an insult to Muslims. Are you suggesting that people who criticize a terror organization like Hamas, like Hezbollah, like uh, Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, that's Islamophobia? It's not Islamophobia, you moron. This is a country where one of our major cities plays that prayer thing. Five times a day in, in Minnesota, and they pray and they voted on it. Fine. We don't have, nobody has Islamophobia. What we have is the recognition of exactly what terrorism looks like. And the tip-off is the fact that they're preaching the destruction of an entire race of people called Jews. You know, that's a tip-off. So to, to, to equivocate or to try to pretend that there's some equality there, that just goes to show you you are like the rest of the Democrat politicians, the Pied Pipers of morons. And only a moron would even take that on face value because what we're against is the insanity and the chaos of an entire group of people that not only terrorize the people in their country as they've destroyed it, but would attack the very people who were helping them, the weakest link in the kibbutz, the raping, the beheading, that's what we're against, Bowman. But then again, you know what else we're against? We're against low-life scumbags pulling fire alarms, deploying hundreds of firemen, creating chaos, all because you didn't want to vote to happen. You lying, cheating, thieving, mothball, mouth-infested moron. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Hey, Sean. How you doing? 
Very good. What are you sleeping? You all right? Did I wake you? Go no, ahead. no. I had my headphones in listening to you. All right, go ahead. And and I have to pull them out to talk. So, huh. what I wanted to say is, we know there's a lot of dummies in the Democratic Party. That's no surprise to us, right? But what uh, what gets me is that uh, with all of this hatred towards the Jewish people in this country, especially uh, all of these uh, students in these colleges where the uh, where the uh, uh, presidents don't even uh, 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 do anything to protect them, you have a guy like Cory Booker asking uh, Chris Ray. What are they doing to protect Muslims in this country? Because, Rich, you left off a, a big oh part. Uh, you, you left off a big part of the equation. You have not just the dummies that vote for them and support them, but you have the charlatans and the genius, the diabolical swindlers that profit from the dumb. They're called the representation and those contractors that get all of the phony money and all of the phony contracts. So they're made up of two kinds of people, not everybody is dumb enough not to see what these idiots are. They're the, they're the prey, the dumb ones that believe that they're going to deliver utopia. Those are the ones that have voted for the same party that has cast them into the ghettos that were once formerly great cities. Who I'm playing are the Jamal Baumans, the AOCs, the Rashida Tlaib, also known as face of a camel's ass. Those are the charlatan swindlers. One of the issues at hand here is this phrase from the river to the sea, right? This is something that was spoken by your colleague Rashida Tlaib. It's something that is... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And the terrorists. And it's a very well-known phrase that means the eradication of Jews. See, I like it the other way, squirrel. From the river to the sea. Not a goat Casanova will there be. That's what I like. Chanted on some of these college campuses. That is a phrase that Jewish people believe is a call for the genocide of Jewish people. Do you think that that should be something that is off limits in the halls of Congress and on college campuses? It is not a phrase that I use. I don't give a rip with, hey, you fracking stupid son of a dog. I don't give a frick what your New York swindler ass uses. They're asking you about the phrase, moron, what you use. For what I know, you don't do anything I do, bust out. I'm not interested in what you do. Uh, it is not something I subscribe to, and it is something that absolutely needs to be addressed. Do you think that it's a call for genocide? It's not a phrase I use because I know many of my Jewish brothers and sisters. See how smarmy? Just smarmy. But what about your other one? You know, your colleague in the squad. I want, you know, all those that, uh, you know, from college students to those in the work. Face of a camel's ass, Congress birthing person Rashida Tlaib. And the only good reason any woman should walk around in a beekeeper costume. Place, I'm getting the calls of people being uh, pushed to silence, being bullied. Uh, some people weaponizing uh, anti-Semitism in a way to silence voices. All of that needs to stop. You know, Americans have a right to speak up. Americans have a right to, to the institutions they work at or the people that represent them to say, look, this is my opinion. I believe you should support X, Y and Z. All right, good. Let's do that. This is my opinion. When you have an entire group of people that since 622 A.D., have been preaching hatred and the annihilation of Jews. It's time we put them where they want to be. Give them the virgins. Give them all. And by the way, how's that, how'd that work out for you, that attack? 
Turning overseas to the war in Gaza tonight, Israel announcing it is closing in on the man they say is the mastermind of the October 7th attacks. Just tonight, the prime minister released this video statement saying the IDF is currently surrounding the southern Gaza home of Yahya Sinwar. That's Hamas's Gaza chief. Why wasn't Yahya Sinwar handed over by the very people that are victims of his terrorism? You know, the, the, the victims who know where he is the way the Chicago Democrats know what Mike Madigan and Ed Burke is. Why wasn't he handed over and said, here he is, cut his head off and let's have peace. Instead, you still want to pretend that you're a legitimate government instead of a theocracy run by terrorists. CBS's Chris Livesay has the latest tonight from Jerusalem. From the north to the south in Khan Yunis, house to house fighting with the Israeli military hunting down Hamas fighters. Hamas squirrel, by the way, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage. This will go down in world history as the greatest ass kicking ever. It's phenomenal. And now this rat is hiding in one of his little caves. Israeli forces are hammering targets behind me. They say they're now operating across the Gaza Strip, leaving I love this vanishing story. options for Hamas fighters to flee, but also for civilians. Some 600,000 people have been told to evacuate, according to the United... Oh, weren't those the ones? Aloha snack bar when they were dragging the girls through the streets. United Nations human rights chief, who says life in southern Gaza has become apocalyptic. Samer Sukar, displaced for the fifth time, washes her baby, just 10 days old. What did she do to deserve being in a tent? I named her Innocence because she did... Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this the part where we forget you were sending the kids to summer camps to learn how to kill the Jews? Is this the part? I mean, the idea that we paint this innocence. I named her innocence. And it wasn't until she was seven I was going to teach her to behead the Jews. Israel left Gaza in 2005, meaning in 2005 there was no Jew alive or dead in Gaza. They even took the graves with them. It was ethnical cleansing of the Jews. Thousands of families forcefully uprooted from Gaza. And it was a test case for self-governing Gaza. Here, Gaza, we give you the keys to the greenhouses. We're leaving everything. You're free. Become a state. And the sentiment in Israel during that time, I remember it because I was 15 back then, was a lot of hope that now Gaza is going to become the Singapore of the Middle East. And we were talking- By the way, this is a Muslim who lives in Israel and has representation in the government and lives in peace. And she's telling you the way it really happened. Talking about the high-rises buildings that you saw that ha- Gaza has. But what actually happened is that Hamas burned all the greenhouses, not giving the Palestinians the opportunity of economic prosperity. And then they got elected a few months later in democratic elections to become the sovereign government of Gaza. And once they got elected, they killed everyone who didn't agree with them. Huh! Oh, yeah, I guess they couldn't put them in jail the way the American Marxist mafia does here. So now you started your own little war. You were going to kill the innocent people. You were going to behead the babies. But now the ramifications of that is it looks like the moon and you got your asses kicked. So who's going to come to the rescue?
the profiteers of your policies. A U.N. Security Council vote is expected today on a humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. Right now, the council is debating the topic. CBS2 Shosh Pedrosian is live in our newsroom with more. Shosh? Well, Cindy, we are expecting a vote to be made by the end of the day for the 15-member council. The debate and vote comes as the U.N. Security Gen- uh, Sec- Secretary General invoked Article... No, no, no. My answer is very simple. From the river to the sea. Not a Hamas goat Casanova will there be. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Just take a look at the difference in the countries and the difference to the contribution to humanity. You know, I, I, I'm getting tired of rewarding barbarism, of commingling and pretending that anybody that would do this to their own family members, make them live the way they make their wives and their daughters live, is somehow legitimate. I'm not castigating Muslim people. These are radical Islamic theocrats who I would like to believe have contorted the Quran. But I don't know. It seems to be a reoccurring event. And then there will be the sympathizers that believe that if we bribe them, everything will go swimmingly. Well, we could ignore the nearly, what, 600 years of actual history. Or we could maybe take a different approach. But no, the Democrats have an idea. We need to spread love all across the world in a real way and take that very, very seriously. If you had war, I mean, some people, when they just hear shooting outside, they get afraid. And it's not a war. They're not coming for you. You, you get afraid. If there's an actual war on your soil, on your home, you, it's the most terrifying thing. But love inspiration. I mean, if we actually tried that, if we put $800 billion into spreading love to folks, into supporting citizens in a way that starts to regenerate that love, because right now... Starting to see a theme here. (laughs) I mean, it, it, it would be laughable if it wasn't the policy. That is the policy of the American Democrat, right there. And in the meantime, there's no love for the victims of Hamas. The ones who were beheaded in murder. What about the love for that? And this idea that you are going to somehow bribe people who only want to either convert you or kill you. These aren't people who are Muslims. This is 10% of a contorted, twisted violence that knows no happiness. None. That's why the way that they live, the first thing they do is castigate their people or cast their people into slavery. And servitude. The first thing Hamas did was burn the businesses so that the people could only rely on the terrorists. We should have been there years ago, annihilating anybody who would keep their people hostages like that. But we weren't. We didn't have the wherewithal. We tried to bribe them. And that's exactly what we'll do again. We're creating more terrorists. The more war, the more energy, the more hate. We're creating more terrorists, more people that are bloodthirsty for death and negativity. Isn't this exactly the same thing that they say about the gangs destroying the quality of life in the once great city, Chicago or New York or New Jersey? It's kind of the same thing. 
I wonder how many times we're going to have to stick the fork in the light, light socket to figure it out. Why can't we create more people that want more love, that want more unity, that want more passion, that want to see us come together and create the future that we know is possible? When we're... Because here's an idea there, Socrates. You can't give somebody character and dignity and desire. You can't give it to them. Only they can choose it. And you have an entire group of people that are choosing the eradication of not just Jews, but infidels. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! The good news is, they can't fly planes and get here. Mitchell and Desplaines. Hey, Sean. Um, you know, when you were uh, recapping the debate on Wednesday, I want to bring out some points that I, I really agree with you, is that when Vivek was basically going after Haley, he's done that, you know, over the last few debates. I want you to bring your attention to what Haley does nonverbally. And when he starts attacking her on Boeing and all these inside deals and all yeah. the things she's pulled off, you're look. This she reminds me a little bit of Kamala Harris when, like, when she got like she has that look. Like, don't talk about the things that I don't want public. And that layer lies the problem with her. See, if she was really on the level, right, she would be like, <laughs> but she's not. She knows he's correct. And <laughs> Kamala Harris, when she was attacked by Kelsey Gabbard in 2020, she had the exact same reaction. And when I when you watch debate, I highly suggest. You turn down the volume, and you just focus on the reactions. Oh, and yeah. I'm telling you, it's Mitchell, really if she telling. was on the level, number one, there are two things that would be different. She wouldn't be worth tens of millions of dollars overnight. Overnight. She was bribed to produce the continuing fraud in our, our foreign policy in the military-industrial complex. She's bribed to keep that going. 50 cents out of every dollar, and every American can do guts on ghoul about it. We're, we can't do anything. So that system has to keep on going, right? That She wouldn't be a multimillionaire. And the other thing is you wouldn't know her name. You know how many good, decent, honest men and women worked in politics who were shunned and, 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 and thrown out of it? Because if you don't go along to get along, you don't know their name. But everybody knows John Boehner's name. Everybody knows the speaker of the House's name. Madam Speaker, I have to say my girls told me... Tell the speaker how much we admire her. You've been incredibly effective as the leader of your caucus. You know, the younger generation today has a saying, game recognizes game. Now, now that is a former Republican. That's John Boehner, who is worth tens of millions, who right now tonight sleeps in a $5 million condominium. And it's his second or third home. He'll go out tonight and he'll eat the way most people will never eat. And he'll never pick up the check and he never has. And that's the Republican so-called pushback to the corruption of Nancy Pelosi. He's not sickened by it. He's titillated. And he wanted in on it. And that's what every Republican that is running outside of maybe one doesn't really want. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We don't get I think the worst part about 
being lectured to by these intellectual children, these morons, as they throw around our money, is the way that Democrat politicians seem to live and the exposés and the scandal of what they are. Whether it's the idiot who's pretending to be Big Lori Lightfoot, finally those clothes look normal, with that stupid hairdo who owns, what did he owe on his uh, water bill? Was it 6000 And he was making, what, 200000 plus? Well, there's another one by Illinois Policy Institute. Stacey Davis, Davis Gates owes the city of Chicago $5,579 in unpaid water and sewer bills. Her income is $289,000. You can't pay your fracking water bill. Do you know how many months you have to miss to get to $5,000 in unpaid water bills? See, the, the, these are the people. Shut. If you're a bust out, no matter how much money you make, you can't pay your fracking water bill. Shut your mouth for the rest of your miserable con artist existence. And don't ever talk to a man who sacrifices so that bills get paid so his wife and daughters and family can turn on the fracking water. Don't ever talk to decent people about how to be decent. You're scum of the earth. And you don't give advice. Just wallow where you like to wallow, where you're accepted, where it's normal to live low living. Well, terrifying armed robbery caught on camera. A business owner at Southwest Suburban Cicero is asking for help now, trying to identify the men who burst into a restaurant with guns and stole hundreds of dollars. As W. Yeah, that's low living. Here's another. Here's, here's more low living. Developing tonight calls for Mayor Brandon Johnson to clean up a homeless encampment in the West Loop, grow louder. This after a man is shot and killed in what's become a dangerous area with drugs and violent crime. You mean like every other area? A woman shot and killed at a motel on the southwest side. A witness tells Chicago police that a man and a woman got into an argument here at the Saratoga Motel. Just yeah. Gee, they're, they're, they're probably lovely people to be around. Happy holidays, scumbags. Robert in Bloomingdale. Wow, can't pay your water bill, you know. 289000 a year. 289000 a year. And she you can't know, pay the frickin' water bill? And you're, you're in charge of things? Yeah. You should sit in a corner with a dunce cap on, you freaking moron. That's how you know they're Democrat. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Well, you know, and here's the thing. My dad would kick my kick me in the butt big time if I were like that. You know, you know and if you want to be un-American, not you, Sean, but people who are un-American <laughs> like this, why don't you go live in North Korea, China, or Russia and see how it really well, is. It's got a double-edged government. sword to live like that. Number one, you don't have to pay a water bill, but number two, you don't get to make $289,000 for spewing marxism you just get to stay alive that's the difference and they're not interested in going back anywhere why do that when you can successfully destroy this country after all you don't live like that in these other countries that's why when you hear these venezuelan people and you hear the stories of the apartment and the food they don't get any of that you live the way you should in a marxist community where you're eating your dog very hard to find dogs in venezuela what happened in that story that's all gone. Well, it looks like they can do it in virtually any place. Now, it's obvious it's easy to destroy mafia-run sewers like New York, New Jersey, Philly, Chicago. But man, oh man, what they did to the once great state, the Golden State, where you could surf on one side, just a short drive, you ski in the mountains. I mean, beautiful. And the industry, arguably one of the most successful states on the planet. California's financial rainy day is here. The state's legislative analyst announced the governor and lawmakers will have to figure out how to deal with the $68 billion budget shortfall this upcoming year, one of the biggest in state history. We 
whoa, whoa, whoa. You just had the guy on with the fake teeth. Uh, you just had him on with the slick-backed hair. He, he said everything was great. He was an example. California success and Democrat policy success. He's clearly going to be the next president, uh, even if this one doesn't make it till Election Day. The fiberglass teeth. What about the teeth? Describe this as a serious budget problem, though we would stop short of describing it as a budget crisis. The state's financial experts said this happened for several reasons. Start- Are those the same kind of experts that don't pay their water bill and make 300000 a year? You know, they're Democrats. I have to assume they're all the same kind. With delayed tax returns because of the series of winter storms this year. Lawmakers and the governor put together the state spending plan last summer without having a full financial picture from those returns, which ended up coming back billions of dollars below expectations. Also, the state relies mostly on California's wealthiest taxpayers for cash. Those are. Why? Why? Because the people who pay the taxes, most of whom can't afford to live. They're the ones that are paying your $6 a gallon for your eco-Nazism. It's funny how they keep selling this so-called class warfare. What we learned from your schemes and the people who throw your campaign funds, like the doctor who sold Floyd Mayweather the house, they've already out, they've figured out how to sidestep your abuse. There's always going to be a way. They're Democrats. Earners have been impacted by an underperforming stock market, persistent inflation, and job losses in high-paying industries like tech. The LAO. So this is their ideology, and there's a reason that I played that clip, and there's a reason that I didn't talk about the phoning the job numbers until a caller called. The reason is they've understood how to keep us calm and complacent, and it isn't just because of threats that if you should protest the obvious theft, waste, fraud, and abuse that is our government, you'll end up in a cooler without your day in court like the political prisoners who protested the election theft in 2020. But the reason is they were able to successfully subsidize so many of our big companies, so much of our economy, that the market is irrelevant. They can come on TV and lie right to your face, and the people who need their rent paid and need their food paid, they don't care because they're getting raises too. So what you have is the imitation of what used to be our economy. So I hear a lot of experts come on and talk about the landing soft, the landing hard. Forget about it. It's over with. They've perfected since the collapse of 2008 how to not only quadruple our debt and keep all the Republicans quiet by bribing them, like John Boehner and the rest of it, but they've successfully put everybody into the Ponzi scheme to keep you quiet so you think that the market matters when the California state spent a surplus and is in absolute bankruptcy from one of the top wealthiest states in the world, let alone the country. Said lawmakers and the governor should consider billions in cuts to programs, including those related to education, the environment, and transportation. Republicans say cuts must be made. Depending upon what we do, uh, we can either keep avoiding that crisis or we can intentionally walk right into it. New Democratic Assembly Budget Chairman Jesse Gabriel said the goal is to avoid cuts to key services for the most vulnerable Californians. We're unfortunately going to be in a position this year where we're probably going to have to say no to a lot of things that otherwise if we if there were no constraints we would want to do. Another top suggestion from the LAO tap into the state's rainy day fund which requires the governor to declare a budget emergency. He's in the process of finalizing his decisions on that. Palmer says the state has the tools to weather the economic storm. That is- yeah, yeah, that's more fascism, more lies, more federal bailouts. But if you notice a lot of this predicament, they blame on their situation when it comes to climate change. And that is why, you know, they created that situation. 
There is no such thing as climate change. How many people discuss California's largest lake and how it disappeared? It had nothing to do with CO2 or climate change or global warming or freezing. It was once again more political decisions and corruption. Most Americans don't know about this massive lake that used to exist in California and how this gigantic body of water disappeared, all due to one crucial mistake by the U.S. government. The Central Valley in California wasn't always farmland. It was a freshwater lake called Lake Corcoran that flowed through the Carcanez Strait into the Pacific Ocean. Do you know how big it was, Squirrel? Bigger than Lake Michigan. Corcoran was by far the largest body of fresh water west of the Great Lakes and was even larger than Lake Michigan. But Lake Corcoran's growing size actually started becoming a major problem. This lake got most of its water through rainfall and snowmelt coming off the Sierra Nevada Mountains. As temperatures started rising rapidly 6,000 years ago, unusually high... Whoa, 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 whoa. How many, how many Cadillacs were 6,000 years ago? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the uh, cow farting? And the Democrat farting. What about that? No, no, uh, 6,000 years ago. Huh? High levels of snowmelt was overflowing Lake Corcoran. These Sierra Nevada mountains today get insane levels of snow in the winter, so you can only imagine how much snow and ice was on these mountains 6,000 years ago when the Earth was a noticeably colder planet. So this state induced policies to drain the lake. Now they suffer from a drought, and they don't have enough water. For the people, and they blame climate change, and that becomes an excuse to take your fracking money. I mean, how many times do we have to play games with liars before we stop listening to them? 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. It takes a lie to cover a lie. And a swindler or a Democrat learns how to profit from them both. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. Still alive! My word, did you see him a couple weeks ago? Like a guppy out of water. (laughs) Squirrel, I told you, give me the pillow, will you please? Or just put me in a rowboat with a shotgun. I'll take care of the rest. In the meantime... One lie after another lie and profiteering. The water and snow melt was rushing down the mountains into the lake. All this excess water eventually needed to go somewhere. The water levels got so high that canals started forming in eastern California, draining water out of Lake Corcoran and into the Pacific Ocean. The lake was originally draining mostly through the Salinas River, which led out to Monterey Bay. Another one of these canals that formed north of the Salinas River was the Carcanez Strait, which led water to a low-lying valley off the Pacific coast. Water ended up settling in this valley and formed the San Francisco Bay. These channels got deeper and deeper, where more water was able to rush out of the lake and into the Pacific Ocean. With more water outflowing into the Pacific than inflowing from the Sierra Nevada Mountains, Lake Corcoran eventually shrunk to just this body of water here, which would be known as Tulare Lake. Tulare Lake was still the largest body of fresh water west of the Mississippi and actually existed all the way 
way up until 1930 when the U.S. government made the crucial mistake. California was entering a massive population surge in the mid to late 1800s, where the California gold rush was bringing people from all over the country to California. These people all had to be fed somehow, so farmers began emerging in the Central Valley, which used to be Lake Corcoran, and developed farmland in this lush region. Because it doesn't rain much in California in the summer, farmers were having a tough time growing crops in these hot and dry summer months. That's when they looked to Tulare Lake for help. Farmers began digging canals from Tulare Lake, which led water upstream to irrigate their land. Tulare Lake was still getting their typical inflows of water through rainfall and snowmelt, but now these outflows to California farmland was causing some volatility in the water levels. Is any of this talked about as they regulate your life, as they tax you into oblivion, as they make up schemes for a problem that doesn't exist? Holly in Des Plaines. Hi, you're right on. Keep oh. blasting them, please. Oh. This is all communism. Yeah, Just it is. Keep going. Thank you very much, Holly. That was wonderful. Bob in Oakland. Yeah. So I heard a little news story, came on and went away just as quick. There's so few inmates in Cook County, which used to be way overpopulated, they shut down Division Three, and they're laying off officers. Well, the good news is hopefully they go to work for Blue Star, and you can afford to hire them because those criminals have just been emptied out onto the streets, which explains so much of this peace and joy and tranquility in these Chicagoland areas. But the other thing that this kind of fascism and lie that builds problems and builds problems, it leads to more money and more power, but more schemes. How many people uh, have adopted the idea, the, the lie of climate change and have changed their life and cost themselves money? Well, you're just getting started and costing yourselves money because so much of the answers are riddled with chaos and lies and scams. You know, Squirrel, what do you think? Uh, you would never buy an electric car because I know you like to rely on your vehicle. You, you need it for work. So you might be tempted to buy a hybrid. How do you think they work? Let's just say I rolled in with my Prius. What would be a ballpark? I know you can't really say for sure because every situation is different. Right. But what might somebody spend? Like, what does it cost to replace a battery pack, including labor? Because people right. aren't generally going to do that themselves. Right. So on the older Priuses, say Gen 2, I would expect the cost to be in the neighborhood of $5,000. Keep believing the lie till you go broke. Then you become a welfare roach. And they got you just where they want you. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... When you spend a third of your life trying to master an understanding so that you could make decisions and profit from economic information, you take the bastardization of that information seriously. I take it very seriously. I also take the idea that people who don't pay their water bills are in charge of public sector money. I take that as offensive. But I believe in principles. Most people don't. My next guest does, and he fights tirelessly, tirelessly, to expose the absolute total lie and fraud that is our government economic system. He's been doing it for years. He does it. 
for the Heritage Foundation. He is my friend, EJ and Tony. EJ, how are you, kid? Sean, I'm hanging in. How are you doing this Friday Eve? Always aggravating when it's a Friday that uh, you get information that you know is a lie and you keep hoping your fellow Americans will wake up and stop trusting the liar. But this particular one is really offensive to me because you have people drowning in poverty. You have massive credit card debt. People who have character refuse to go on welfare, struggling, working two and three jobs. I had a caller said, you know why the economic numbers look good is I just picked up my third job. It's aggravating when you see inflation and all the rest of it. But when you have an, a notable lie like health insurance premiums that the government touts dropped, that's the part that really irritates me because that's directly responsible for bankruptcy of small, medium business. It's why people work well into the time they didn't think they'd have to work. And it's through the implementation of a government takeover called Obamacare. So expose the lie of insurance premiums dropping. Can you please? Oh, certainly. And Sean, I'm right there with you. This was so infuriating to see the White House tout this number because it's just absolute nonsense. The the way the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, tries to figure out how much people are paying for insurance actually has almost no uh, uh, resemblance to how much people are paying in premiums because they're trying to capture not just uh, your total premiums, they're trying to capture basically the cost of providing the service that we call insurance. So that means they're not trying to capture how much of your premium goes to paying for actual services because that's captured elsewhere in the index. The problem is they still call it health insurance. So when the when the bureau comes out with these numbers that say, oh, it, it dropped by a third over the last year, people automatically assume that they're talking about health insurance because that's what they called it, but it's not. And, you know, you're living in a time where every every city, in particular the one I, I, I am from, every state, every the, these Democrats, they're now providing these services to people who just got here. And if you have somebody who is up for any kind of need in health care, they have to be in line behind somebody who's never had insurance, doesn't have it now, but will get the same service. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the true offensive nature of government uh, insurance, isn't it? Exactly. And, you know, so many of these programs are paid for uh, with federal funds, but they're run by the states. And so when you have these crazy left wing governors, whether it's in, in Illinois or California or New York, you name it, any of these places where they expand these these uh, programs beyond their authority and they don't get challenged because you have an equally left wing government you know, in D.C., what happens? Well, you start getting programs that, although it's illegal to pay for illegal alien services, these programs are turning around and doing it anyway. And it's a key reason why the the budget, the deficit, is exploding much faster than the Congressional Budget Office had estimated it would this year, because we're giving all this money to illegal aliens. Now, obviously, you know that I believe in the fundamental principles of a private economy, so I would naturally be a fan of Milton Friedman. However, Milton Friedman had one of his biggest regrets that he was very open about, and that was that he helped the government hide the true cost of taxation in a uh, in your income through a withholding tax. And what his fear was is that although it was passed under an emergency in World War II, 
the government would keep it in place so that the people would not understand how much of their pay was actually being taxed. And if they found out a a scheme of which he helped develop to give them a tax refund, they would become willing slaves to an overtaxed system. That's exactly what happened. And when you see that Obamacare and the new scheme of government, of insurance, government insurance, has now built in a $2,400 average cost of a family of four, and now the people don't understand their company pays the bulk of it. They don't care about the premium anymore. But when you have inflation costs rising the way you do and the lie of the government, maybe the information would be, wouldn't you rather have the 2400 your company is paying for your insurance premium? Should that be the way we start the conversation by telling the average American, your company would rather give you the $2,400 a month, which is a lot of money. You're talking about 30000 just under 30000 a year that every company pays for every working man who has a wife and two kids. And they're not getting that money, yet the company pays it. Do you think maybe we should start to deconstruct the system that hides the true cost of government corruption from the worker? Oh, a hundred percent, because if we don't, we're going to continue to hear uh, all, all of this push for for things like universal basic income, which which, by the way, that actually stems from another one of Milton Friedman's ideas. I, I'm convinced that if he lived a little bit longer, he would have had a second regret, which was advocating for for a negative income tax. In other words, once yeah. you make below a certain amount of money, the government uh, is actually going to pay you instead of you paying it. In other words, it guarantees everybody a certain minimum amount of income, which is, which is again, literally this UBI, as it's called, universal basic income that so many on the left are, are touting today. And, well, and unfortunately, as government corruption continues to make so many of these different services more expensive and businesses can't afford to provide it to their workers, more and more workers say, hey, I need that whatever that minimum income is to survive. And now they support these programs. Well, we actually have UBI without the declaration or the actual uh, process of passing the law. That is our system. And as you see, the 12 million illegal aliens... All profit. I played a story. I opened my show with a story that in Chicago, they're already giving 165 illegal aliens a week an apartment, food, and furnishing it. They are bumping that up to 265 a week. So that is a universal basic income to people who have never been citizens or paid into the system. Because, see, the dirty secret is once they really implode it, That's just exactly what they need, because then the willful slave will do what Milton Friedman feared and thank his master, thank his slave master, and beg him for more. That's exactly the system that destroyed my once great city, my once great county, now, sadly, my once great state. What's to stop them? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, I, th- I think if we take the opposite approach, you know, all, all that's necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing, right? So... All right. If we're gonna if we're gonna stop the process, then good men have to do something. Which means we have to try to educate our fellows as to what the heck is going on. We have to try to convince them that no, you you don't want to actually be a slave to the government. It may seem easier today, but that is not a path to prosperity. It's not a path to success. It's not a path to any kind of self respect either. Well, for money guys, there was a uh, you know they know this right. They understand that, but we have. In our own ranks, traitors to the system that built them, 
the richest and youngest economy in the world. And I think I saw a tremendous amount of them on on the Capitol as I watched Jamie Dimon um, really kind of play into the hands of fascists as he told the sitting Congress people to get rid of the alternative to the dollar and eliminate um, the idea of Bitcoin and the rest of it because they couldn't monitor it. So they're playing into the hands, and I'm wondering... Do you think that they regret playing into the hands after the 2008 collapse as you now see these new rules kick in and uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau be incentivized by fining our lender, our private lenders as more and more of them collapse every day? I think so. I, I think in much the same ways that individuals you know, can have a lot of regret after they, they get hooked on this government money. These businesses are the exact same way. In other words, they, they took the free corn when it was offered them back in the great financial crisis. And then as a result of that, they had they had to go along with, with all of the extra regulations and everything else that the government wanted to put in place. And so now they are, just like people on welfare, they are slaves to the system. Yes. You know, I, it's interesting as you listen to the dissertation of our economy by rich men. Rich men are doing very well because they hold a lot of the assets. A lot of the, uh, the, the fluffed up market is their beneficiaries of. So I was listening to the morning show today and they had a wonderful guy on who's a hedge fund guy and he said, well, it's really not that bad. And you know, they've had a 14% increase in the S&P 500 and the rest of it. But to me, I don't care about the money that, uh, I've have. I care about the system that allowed me to have it. And when you see a system become backdoor subsidized, I think that's the exact answer for why the S&P 500 is up to 14% in November, why the Dow Jones is ranked at, what, 36,000 and change, because so many of those companies are gaining their sustenance and they're, it's an illusion of profitability because they're recipients of this massive spending that's bankrupting the ordinary American and turning us into a hybrid Venezuela. Am I missing it? No, Sean, it's exactly right. And here's what's, uh, what I think is really amazing. When I was doing an analysis the other day, what I found was as the Treasury borrows more and more money, we're talking you know, hundreds of billions of dollars at the time here, the money is coming out of, of reverse repos, something we've talked about a lot before. And where is it going? Well, as the Treasury then spends that borrowed money, it's working its way through the banking system and it's increasing bank reserves. And that is causing an almost exactly proportional increase in the S&P. In other words, all of yes. these earnings are just being fueled by printed money that the Treasury is spending and borrowing. Now, what I love about your career, and I mean this, I love that you go on TV and that you're invited on TV. When you are talking to hosts who I, who I respect and appreciate, um, when I see you on uh, Charles' show on Fox, um, you know, and you see a couple, do they understand this? Do they want to educate the, the people about the corruption in that repo market, about the perfect way to infiltrate not just uh, government spending, but to hide the failures of government spending in that overnight swindle. You know what? Guys like Charles, I will say, genuinely do want to know about this and genuinely do want to get the word out about it. I've talked to him about it. Uh, he's had Judy Shelton on to talk about it as well. She knows the Fed very, very well inside and out. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not a lot of people like Charles who really have a vested interest in their audience's success. They, they are you know, in it for themselves. But I, I will give a lot of I will give a lot of uh, credit to, to Charles Payne. He, he genuinely Charles, wants yeah. his audience to be knowledgeable and to succeed, I think. 
And I think if enough people understood it, they would reject it. Because what you almost have to give uh, the Democrat mafia credit for is that they have successfully increased the welfare rolls to where the people have been numb to the actual cost that the Americans, the ordinary Americans who are not on welfare, just eat every day, and that's called inflation. And, you know, there was a meme sent to me by my lovely wife, and she was talking about the the, uh, movie Home Alone. And they showed when Kevin was left alone and he went shopping. And if he went shopping, if you watch that movie, he goes shopping and he buys goods. And when he gets to the register, the, the check he has to write is for $19 and change. And today, when you, well, somebody inflationally adjusted that. And under Bidenomics, if you were to buy those exact same items from when we all watched that movie and loved it and he slapped his face and whatnot, those items would cost you nearly $90. And only honest people buffer that cost. When we talk about inflation adjusting, we maybe talk about it in terms of real estate. And people glaze over because most people don't understand when you borrow money, by the time, if you don't make extra payments, you pay 300% of what you borrowed. So if your house isn't worth 300% more, you've really gone to the cleaners. They don't care about that. But when you talk about buying a bag of groceries, they care about it. We saw KJP come out and tout Bidenomics, which is a massive failure. But can she sell that lie to people? Or does that explain why 71% of Americans think it's time to get the dimwit and diapers out of office? No, that that poll exactly hits the nail on the head, Sean. People don't believe the lie anymore. No, no matter how many times you tell it, no matter how you spin it, there, there just is no way to convince people don't believe your lying eyes and, and don't believe your empty wallets. People understand that they are demonstrably worse off. Now, maybe you can lie to them about why, and I'm, I'm surprised that that's not the tack that the White House is taking. You know, hey, this is all our predecessor's fault, whatever the case may be. You know, that may be one thing, but you can't convince people that everything is fine when they can't pay for food. When, you know, speaking of groceries, there are literally financing corporations that have that have popped up in the last year. The only thing they finance on is groceries. That's it. Oh, that, you that's imagine. the only thing you're allowed to finance with them. So that gives you an idea of, of just what a terrible state the American consumer is in. But yeah, you know, if I can real quick, since, since you brought up Home Alone, yeah. that house... This is how bad property taxes in Illinois are. The, the owners of that house, since that movie was filmed, have paid a multiple of the home's value in property taxes. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. You literally, in such a schema, you can never own your own home. You're a perpetual renter to the government. Well, it's interesting because, you know, in Chicago, that's where it was. That's where the house was, was in the north end of Chicago. But what you see is when you see the migrants who not – you know, not only uh, come there or bus there or whatever the case is, but they're living a more successful life because they've never paid into that system of fraud. So they're getting their housing free. They're getting their furniture free. They're getting their food for free. And they get their education for free. And they're starting right now, which is why the Democrat Party has a new successful group that will constantly vote for it for the next 100 years. They've simply outsmarted the principles of honesty and integrity. And they are the Pied Pipers of the economic illiterate or the economic scoundrel. But in, in, in both cases, that number seems to be bigger than guys like me and you. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, fiscal conservatives have, have a lot of headwinds. They're basically running against Santa Claus. They're, they're running yeah. against a party that is perpetually promising uh, you know, the moon and the stars. And that's a very difficult message 
to push back against. Now, I, I guess you have yeah. to go back to something that Milton Friedman said, which was, hey, look, if we all fall into that trap, then everyone is getting the goodies, except you're yeah. paying for everyone else's, too. Yeah, but, you know, maybe after the IDF successfully eradicates the uh, 7th century barbarian yard gnomes who beat their women and mutilate their daughters, maybe we could buy some oceanfront in Gaza and we could uh, help develop that. I think you get a condo there for about $65 right now. So at least we can uh, buffer some of the costs. In the meantime, I love the fact that you continue to take this on at Heritage Foundation. I truly do. I appreciate what you and uh, the people at Heritage do constantly by educating the people and maybe when they realize the ramifications of having a downgrade. That never is talked about. What are we paying now? Over a trillion dollars just in VIG, just in interest? Are we paying that right now? That's that's exactly right. We are over a trillion dollars a year. Yeah, maybe somebody could uh, wake up and before it's too late. But in the meantime, if they do, they're going to owe it to people like you. I appreciate you, EJ and Tony, for always making time for me. Thank you, and say hello to everybody at Heritage. I will. It's my pleasure, Sean. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. Friday night. Fantastic Friday. You're going to party like a Ukrainian lobbyist, although they didn't get the money, huh? That's going to put a dent in some shopping in Paris. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, you're on fire tonight again. Thank you, babe. Um, One point, and and I meant to mention this before, that that broad that called you a sexist pig in your little clip there. Oh, right, right, She must have listened to you for about a minute. Oh, that's all right. She's a a Republican, an Illinois Republican. What do you expect? Go ahead. Oh, do you know? Okay. No, I don't Uh, know her, but she said she's a Republican and he represents us. No, I don't. But go uh, ahead. Okay. Anyhow, my point was about the insurance. You know, I work for a small company, 140 people. It's family owned. And, you know, we have good insurance. I won't say who, but it's a good policy. And, you know, every time you ask for a raise, they're like, you know, they, they just bumped up the insurance again, you know. Dave, do you know and, when you think about it? I know, I know, I know people who own businesses that have that many employees. I just want you to think about something. And I understand this is not the workers' problem and all the rest of it, but the government has cost that company. If the average person, let's say it's 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 140 of you and you all have a family of four, that means that every month that company pays three hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars to government insurance. Yeah, every yeah. month they would much rather. Give that to you. They would much rather give that to you. But the government has used its corruption and its regulation to make sure that they give it to their cohorts in the scam. One of the remaining insurance companies, no matter which one it is. Those are the kind of numbers we're talking about. And in the meantime, oh, yeah. governments, I... governments don't pay that. They don't pay anything. They don't have any freaking money. So they pass it on to the decent business owners. It's a, it is, the, the hamster wheel of government fascism and corruption all rolled up into one scheme called insurance. And by the way, when you need a claim, what's the first thing the insurance company does? Denied. 
or you pay copay, and then they stiff the doctor. It is the perfect fracking scam, which is how you know two bookies from New York who moved to Texas thought it up. Thank you very much, Dave, and Libertyville. I appreciate the call. Now, Cream Puff Jim. Now, listen, he doesn't, once I click the button, he doesn't listen to me, so I'm hoping he's listening to me. I have one of my favorite relatives. I won't admit it, but my wife's favorite relative. And it's her birthday today, and for some reason, well, she moved from Chicago 12 years ago, so she still speaks Chicago Marble Mouth Democrat. Cream Puff, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. here. All right. Now, listen, before you get started in your nonsense, I want you to do me a favor and just say, happy birthday, Shelly. Will you do that for me? Happy birthday, Shelly. That's all you need. Now, go on with the nonsense. All right. Do you think Putin's got any kind of a chance to win the election next month? Win the election? What are you, nonsense? (laughs) They they freaking love him. Dude, if you're if you're a Russian citizen, you got Rutin, Tutin, Putin. Number one, he's fighting the Nazis in Ukraine. You're paying thirteen percent flat tax, flat tax, and his immigration system is this: you ain't coming in unless I kill you. So, uh, what's not to love? (laughs) His debt to GDP is like eighteen percent. He's got virtually no debt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but if you wanted to make ads, if you want to make book ads, it reminds me of the shortest ads in history. It happened at Hawthorne Racetrack in the 30s. Man of War went up at 1 to 100. And one, <laughs> it, won by, it, it won by 100 links. One by 100 links. That's a record, all-time record. And how many bookies went to go eat that night the way you're going to eat tonight? <laughs> Cashed in. <laughs> Didn't they, Chubby? Oh, yeah. What's on the menu tonight? What are you going to get? Well, I tell you, I don't want to be one of Putin's caterers. That's for sure. They come to a really uh, fiery end. Yeah. Tell you what, though, if you were an honest man, you'd want to pay 13% tax. You wouldn't really care if Putin was buying yachts. And especially if he was blowing up Nazis. Oh, I love when they blow up Nazis. What's not to love? I've been on the tell so long. Anyway, have a good weekend, Phil. You too, kid. You too. Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, Sean. You know, I took that. Uh, remember that red dog that I that I treated you to over oh, there? Oh yes, you're that, Jeff. Yes. How are you? How's the truck? Good. I took him for a ride this afternoon. It's so beautiful out the weather. It, it, it's yeah. unreal. Yeah, I'm sure it's lovely. It yeah, I got sand in my sandals still. Go ahead. All right. Going to light it up for a parade out in Pecatonica tomorrow. So and that ought to be pretty fun. But anyway, Sean. Yeah. Um, you know what? What's what are these? Politicians like to use when they don't want to get their hands dirty. You got a problem going on. A blue ribbon commission, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you so, don't want a blue ribbon commission. You would just, a uh, commission okay. is bad enough, but a blue ribbon. Well, get out, yeah, get the Vaseline well, going. Go ahead. Where I'm going is the, why don't. Why don't the citizens come up with a little blue ribbon commission? Because I'm pretty sure Hunter Biden is not the only child of a politician that, that's doing what he's doing. And I think it runs pretty deep. And I we'll think that you, you, you can't count on the politicians to, to try to... No, I mean, you know, first of all, when you have spouses and sons and nephews that are lobbyists, you know it's pretty much the same scam. But what Hunter, Hunter Biden did is something that none of them really did. He did it so openly, without a care or a whim in the world, blowing the money to hookers, the whole nine yards, because he knew that he could get it squashed. He knew he had that kind of clout. And just to think that you're, we're going to celebrate something, I disagree with it all because to me, Jeff, the people are mad about the wrong thing. What do you mad at? You mad he didn't pay taxes on the, on the treason? I'm more yeah, mad about yeah. the treason, right? Because what we should be asking is why would anybody give a degenerate like this 
that we can trace directly into the checking account of the Biden crime family, 24 million. The real number, when it's all done, Jeff, will be over $100 million. But I think, the, it, I think it runs real deep, John. Oh. He's not the only one, and it runs so deep that it'll probably make your eyes pop right out of your head if you ever, you, well, know, if, you know, I have to remember when I when I was had the pleasure of meeting you in Union, Illinois, you didn't spend that much time in Chicago. If you did, you'd know it's been running that deep for 100 years, brother. I appreciate I know, the call. I know, have but a, that doesn't make it okay, you know. Oh, of course not, brother. I've rejected. I spit in their face my whole life. You should they see how it. I made fun of them. You should see how I made it. To their face, the butter-handed pansy. And you know what happened? Nothing. Because they're all yeah. cowards. Yeah. Hey, son. It's always good to talk to you, buddy. You too, brother. Debbie in Portage, Indiana. Yes, uh, good evening. Uh, I'm addressing uh, these uh, referendum laws, you know, communist laws, of course. Uh, 16 districts in uh, Lake County, you know, basically. Kids are being threatened, uh, staff with budget cuts. Nothing left. Uh, everything's basically kind of been decimated from uh, busing and uh, football teams being slashed. I mean, you well, name Debbie, it. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. The government's got to pay a lot more rent, a lot more food costs, and even furniture, Debbie. I don't know if you heard the story, but thank you very much. Even the furniture, which is something particularly offensive to anybody who's ever done the right thing and, you know, sustain their own life without welfare. We didn't know enough until you had the full report in hand, um, because just just making some speculation about it, I don't think would be a fair way to make an outcome, given all that we've got in front of us. The state is now working with Gardaworld, the base camp contractor, to spread out the cost of this project to others in order to save taxpayers some money. Is that right? Spread out the cost to others. What about the others? Is that fair to them? Ah, don't worry about it. They're probably honest men. And two days after the governor and mayor seemed to be blaming each other for this setback, today Pritzker downplayed any perceived tension between them over recent migrant-related decisions. Now, this is not about, you know, did somebody do something that the other party didn't like? This is about just move ahead, work through the problems, get the job done. Meanwhile, the help from New Life Centers to move migrants from shelters to apartments and also provide much-needed furniture continued in earnest today. Estefani Alfaro Rodriguez has been in her Cicero apartment for one week, a great improvement, she says, over the shelter where she and other family members had been living since they came here from Venezuela. They're benefiting from the state's rental assistance program. It's great, she says, because we can do what we want when we want now, eat, we have privacy, because before we lived with a thousand people and well, over here, we are family. It's better. So we're doing 125 apartments per week now. We're going to ramp that up to 275 apartments per week, and we're building the systems to do that. All for Gatsangul. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I just want to make the point after your last talker, the last speaker he had on. If the GOP does not get the House, the Senate, and the presidency, all those tax cuts that Trump did, they were fantastic, everybody loved it disappear in 2025. Kevin, I'm going to make a, a, a sad prediction. They have to make it disappear. We're paying over a trillion dollars in just interest. So you could pretend that Republicans will get in there, but if Republicans like Mitt Romney, like Nikki Haley, like Chris Christie get in there, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. Yeah, what you, you, what you, all we need is a word change from you. Forget Republicans. If decent Americans, those aren't 80% of Republicans. Sorry, boys. Hate to tell you the truth, but it's all I know how to do. The ugly truth, like Rashida Talib's face. Ugly. 312 642 5600. 
Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kabas kalbasit sola kalbasur papoyz goli. Ukraine! What happened? No more money? Ah, boy, that's a shame. That's a shame. Commitments of aid to Ukraine are at their lowest since the war began. Ukraine's been relying on Western support since Russia invaded in February 2022. That's an interesting word, isn't it, Squirrel? Ukraine has been relying on Western support. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. Apparently, this was done last year. Do you remember what else a mere started last year? A bucket of shells and the wife with the $30 million in the suitcase. I absolutely love it. In the meantime, that all costs of inflation. Now, in Chicago, when you have the government renting 265 apartments a month at the highest premium, and the landlord doesn't have to worry because the government strokes the check. How many Chicagoans will now be driven out of their homes? I wonder if they could sue J.B. Pritzker for the same reason the Democrats are suing Donald Trump for the greatest election theft in history. A former... Right now at 530, former President Donald Trump is not immune from civil lawsuits blaming him for the January 6th attack at the Capitol. That's the... So can you blame politicians for the actions they take that drive you out of your apartment? Why not? I think we're on to something here. Terry, Northwest Suburbs. Yes, I want to compliment you and your lovely screener to do some two positive things tonight. Your screener is fantastic. She's a class act. She really is. She's the best in the business, and she's lovely. Hey, I, and I know what you call her, but I won't say <laughs> that was great. We had a talk. And I want to compliment you. And there, oh. there's reasons why I'm saying this. Not only your intellect... Not only your wit, but you are street smart. You have no common sense. Oh, thank and you, Tara. I listened to you, and you know the two things that really impressed me. I called you a few weeks ago. You knew what a CB was, and you also knew what FALN was. And I talk, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know anything about anything. Okay, yeah. and they go, huh? And and but the thing is, you. I, it's. I always like to listen to something where I'm learning. Oh, and I you, appreciate that. You're teaching me. You know, I like to teach, and I like to compliment people. So this is my day to compliment your show. Fantastic show. Keep it up. Uh, and it means the world to me, Terry. But you left off the most important part there. The most important part. I'm a tiger in the sack. Just ask the old lady. Glenn in Orlando. Yeah, hey, Sean. Uh, great show as usual. And uh, I was watching the uh, White House press She's conference. so mad at me right now. When I get home, she's going to slap me in the forehead. Go ahead. Yeah, but you'll love it. That's okay. Um, uh, so K- does KJP in watching her? Does she exist to make Kamala Harris look smarter? I don't know, man. Do you, are, did you listen to some of these guys today? Did you listen to the guy oh who pulled the God. fire alarm? That fracking moron who's got a very bright future among the stupid. Did you listen to it all today? And uh, Rashida Talib, and I mean, it's amazing to me. I don't think they're, they're they're there to offset or make the other one look good. They are the Pied Pipers of the stupid and corrupt. Because there's a lot of smart people that hear that that say, "Wait a minute." I got to get in on this scam. And they have the phony LLCs like Hunter Biden. The only difference is they probably pay their taxes. After all, they made the money for nothing. You imagine the testicles on this guy? You got $24 million. You didn't want to pay your taxes on the fraud? You got to love it. 
open and notorious, but don't worry. In the end, we win. We've always won. And we'll win in the future because we're built on principles of the enlightenment of you. Not the rights of the collective frauds and scumbags and mafia members, but you. We will right our wrongs. It just may take a few years. In the meantime, stay positive because we're Americans. Have a good weekend. Keep your head on a swivel if you're in Chicago. And if you see a car speeding at you, run, Forrest, run. Cue the music, Squirrel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.